What's up, YouTube? It's your boys again. Coming back to another video on this channel. Um, as always, I am the Rhino. I am the Bat. Today we got a special, special guest. We got Maria, who is not only my uh, my big sister at my gym. She's also a uh, does a lot of financing for houses and stuff. But so, Maria, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, glad to be here. Of course, of course. Um, unfortunately, because of COVID, we can't give you a special gift anymore. So <laughs> we apologize for that. <laughs> but yeah, so um, yeah, as I mentioned before, Maria is, does all the. So if you're, if you're ever wondering, or if you're planning to buy a house, condo, whatever it is, or you're planning to refinance, we're going to talk about how to do all that stuff on the show. Um, so I guess we'll start with the first question: How do you? finance and do everything or basically finance a house. Okay. So, uh, again, uh, my name is Maria Contreras Mata, my NMLS 455-272. I am currently working with a broker company, LA Financial Services Comp Inc, uh, doing business as lending assets. Um, I've been in the business for 25 years plus, as far as the mortgage financing business is concerned. I worked for about 20 years with the retail world of financing, which was with Bank of America and Wells Fargo Mortgage uh, Departments. And the last five years, basically, um, I took a little bit of time off. And then the last three and a half years, I went into the wholesale world, basically. And um, it's actually a great, uh, it's one of those, why didn't I do this sooner? But um, uh, it, uh, it's taught me a lot on the wholesale side and uh, definitely the best way brokers are better in the sense where the problems that the retail banks are having right now, we are not, we don't have that on the wholesale world. Meaning, for example, purchases, we can close on time, 30 days or less. My average closing is 17 days. Um, the refinances, you know, there's still some lenders that I work with that are 30 days or less. Retail banks are taking four to six months. Even if it's your own bank, it takes that long. And then uh, during, because of the COVID, they actually, a lot of the banks, the big banks, retail banks have actually stopped taking loan applications on the purchase and the refinance uh, side or they have increased their interest rates to kind of slow down the production basically. But anyways, just kind of wanted to give you a little bit of background on that. Um, what to do in order to like buy a house or even refinance at home. So in most cases, I know some people will hear about like 100% financing. There's different programs out there. And depending on whether you qualify or not, and whether the county, the city, or the state that you live in offers what they call down payment assistance programs, you do need to qualify based on credit score and income and the area that you're gonna be purchasing. Most of these down payment assistance programs uh, are only used for what they call primary owner occupied properties, which are the homes that you would be living in. So no investment homes or no second homes. So the 100% financing, the way it happens is that 
the city, county, or state, based on programs available, will give you the uh, amount for a down payment and closing costs. So they work, or we work with the main lender and we work with the, the down payment assistant program department and we can put everything together for you. Mm-hmm. In many cases, one does not qualify, especially, um, like I said, income and in certain areas, the Bay Area, the Silicon Valley, of course. <laughs> it's, uh, it's one of those... Uh, counties, one of those areas where they do have them, but the um, it might not necessarily be the, the income, it would have to be the purchase price. And so there's a lot of little nuances there that, you know, one-on-one, uh, I could definitely find out whether the person or, you know, the new home buyer would qualify for that or not. The minimum, I know um, you've probably, or a lot of people have probably heard of what they call the FHA program. First time. What's that? So that's a, a government um, uh, insured type of program where you can do as little as three and a half percent down payment. Okay. So, um, which means, for example, just talking numbers, just to know a hundred thousand dollar home. Three and a half percent is thirty-five hundred. So two hundred is seven thousand. You know, three hundred thousand. Again, it's three and a half percent down payment. Right. You will need to have your closing costs um, as far as it's concerned. Now, again, that is for primary owner-occupied properties. Um, most that that is a really good program when you have somewhat of a low credit score. So if you have a 640 credit score, you would still qualify for something like that. You know, and you still get a really good interest rate. However, um, because there's so little down payment and it's government insured, the government, um, they have a, uh, what they call a private mortgage insurance. Mm -hmm. So it's a second financial insurance that you have to pay in order to kind of, you're, you're ensuring that you won't um, let go of the property. You won't foreclose on the property in the first, you know, three to five years. So it's kind of an insurance for the bank and not necessarily for you, <laughs> the, the homeowner, unfortunately. Um, but <clears throat> so the best thing to do when you're looking to buy a house is obviously check your assets, see how much of a down payment you're looking at credit score, make sure that you haven't, you know, overextended yourself, um, that you've been making your monthly payments on time. You know, usually three trade lines are what are what are um, most banks looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, I've come across a lot of people that have paid cash in the past before, so they don't really have the credit history. Right. And we can do some things for them, but usually the rates are much higher and restrictions apply, you know? So, okay. so even if you have small credit cards, as you use them, you pay them off just to start building that credit history. So for, let's just say I'm Mr. Moneybags over here. and have <laughs> millions and millions of dollars where I can, or I have like a lot of money where I can, I can buy a house. Uh-huh. Never had a credit card in my life. Don't have any credit history. How would I go about uh, taking out a loan if, if, if with all this stuff I just said? Mm-hmm. 
So several different things what could happen, again, depending on where you're looking to purchase and stuff like that and what kind of down payment you're looking to do. Um, we can look at what they call non-traditional credit, which would be, for example, your cell phone bill. Uh -huh. um, if you have some utilities under your name, so say PG&E, Comcast, cable, those, those kind of things. So if we can get from those three creditors a, a history of at least two years of good history, we can create a credit bureau history for you. Okay. So then we, they, they would be able to score you. Um, again, it would be, you, you would still only be able to qualify for certain programs. So it's, and again, depending on what kind of purchase price you're looking at, if you're looking at a $2 million house, which most homes in the Bay Area are, <laughs> um, that would be a little bit difficult um, as far as with a minimum down payment, you would have to come in with more, more of a down okay. payment. So, which means would be more than 20% down payment as far as that's concerned. Now, if you're looking to purchase any, uh, any other place, like in the Central Valley area, Sacramento area, things like that, you know, where the home's cost of living isn't too expensive, then, you know, we have other options as well too for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. You have any questions, Victor? Um, I have like a very close friend and like family members that do kind of real estate stuff, but I don't really pay attention to it. But they said uh -huh. that MLS is the top thing you guys could follow, and it's only for you guys because I believe people, random people use Zillow, but Zillow ain't 100% accurate, what I've heard. Mm -hmm. and, I yeah. believe a, and I believe there's another one that's kind of like Zillow, but I forgot its name. Yeah. So the real estate world, or the realtor world, I should say, um, deals with the real estate agents, the realtors. And they are the ones that will help uh, locate the, the properties that one is looking for. Um, they will be able to determine whether the property, for example, if they're selling the property for you, whether it's worth the value that you want to sell it for. You know, um, the that Zillow, the Zillow um, application or the Zillow website um, will give you an estimate, but yeah, it is most of the time is inaccurate. Yeah. Um, sometimes they either increase the value too much or decrease it too much, you know, so it's not really um, reliable. I use um, redfin.com as well to kind of determine what kind of uh, values the properties either for refinance or purchase are, we are looking at. Um, the MLS is kind of their, the realtor website where they can go in and register the properties and, and work with other realtors directly. So yes. they, they have like an internal system I myself, I'm on the financing side, so I'm a home mortgage loan officer. So they will find your home. I get the financing for you guys, for the clients first, in order to be able to go find the house. And it used to be many, many, many years ago where it was kind of reverse. You know, the realtor would say, I've got a client who wants to buy, approve them. 
you know, because we really want this house. Right. And now most of the time, and the, the right way should be, let's see what they approve for, what they qualify for the buyers. Here's the approval. Now you can go put an offer and say, yeah, they are approved. You're not going to have to wait for them to see whether they qualify or not. So okay. I, that's where I help them. That's, that's where I come to play. I'm like, give me this list of conditions, which are standard for any type of purchase or refinance. It's your, excuse me, two most current pay stubs, two most uh, recent W-2s, two most recent bank statements, tax returns if you're self-employed. So I, we, I, we need to see, you know, any type of write-offs, appreciation, depreciation type of things. Um, bank statements are for assets to see if there's any reserves needed, where the down payment's coming from, you know, and obviously the pay stubs and the W-2s is for your income. Yeah. Cool. Um, damn, you answered all my questions in one go. Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Yeah. We're trying to find a place to move into. Okay. So. Okay. Kind of I know we, we spoke briefly before um, through Messenger about, you know, a condo. And, um, yeah, I mean, the condos are, are you know, it's, it's a property, but it's a different animal, as I say, from primary owner occupied because you have um, associations involved. Um, you also have, uh, they're attached. Most of the, of the condominium complexes are attached. Right. So they're like a apartments but you own them as well too but the, the you basically share the the common areas as right. far as so um we can definitely uh help out and then depending on the the association or the the condo complex right. whether they qualify for like i was saying the fha the first time home buyers or if they don't qualify so right. that i can definitely research for anyone who's looking for a condominium mm-hmm Cool, I might need your help with that. Okay, okay. Cool. I'd be more than happy. Be more than happy to work out numbers and you know, just get me those conditions. Cool. <laughs> yes, um, yes. Do you have any other questions, D? Um not much in the real estate stuff, but I do see that you train at CrowdZone, right? Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We're, we're actually, you can see the poster in the background. So, yeah. So, for those of you who don't, for those of you who don't know, CrowdZone is the gym where basically the three of us train at myself, Maria, and the bat. Well, used to be the bat, but he left due to whatever reason. Um, yeah, he trained at a, AKA. Yeah, whatever reason. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, I've, um, I, you can, I guess you can say I'm one of the originals. Um, I started with Shlomi way back when. <laughs> and uh, way before the crop zone came to play. And I've been, uh, I was their first uh, a female brown belt, you know, <laughs> and I, I was on target to get my black belt. Then I had knee surgery, life happened, everything. And yeah. You know, but I'm, I'm back again training. So hopefully my black belt will come in the next few months and stuff. So hopefully that yeah. 
that happens. Um, is this, is this a black belt for uh, Krav Maga or Jiu Jitsu? Krav Maga. I'm a blue belt in Jiu Jitsu. Yeah. Funny enough, funny enough is that um, I'm a blue belt in Krav Maga, but I'm a white belt in BJJ. Even with my <laughs> wrestling experience, I don't have anything. I was like, come on. <laughs> I don't think, but when I was training at Krav Zone, geese wasn't a thing. Are you allowed to wear geese now? Like, geese? I mean, there was up until Tomer left, yes, but since then, no. I'm, I'm going to miss Tomer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So Tomer was one of my first uh, uh, BJJ, the the nogi, because uh -huh. that that's basically what we did for years yeah. at the Crab Zone, the nogi, and that that's my favorite. I've tried the 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 gi, but honestly, a I, different. it's a it's a it's a whole different thing, and it's um, it's yeah, it's, a, it's like a condo. It's like different, totally different animal. <laughs> Yes, between a, a primary owner home, single family home, and a, <laughs> yes. I'm sorry, I had to. <laughs> I, no, it's true. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, no, it's um, it's it's something that I, I was telling uh, Naranjan here that I, I I've been working with the Merced uh, Rotary Club and the Merced County over here and trying to work um, uh, my own brand but to set up women self-defense uh classes where mm -hmm. I'm, I'm able to teach women like in in the case of like domestic violence um uh, college students kids teens but to or, start with the women yeah. so or um, even living in the city people that live in the city i i, I would suggest they need like self-defense classes especially yeah in the city. yeah yeah definitely yeah. I mean, from the mortgage side as well to the mortgage uh, world, um, I, I've been, my husband and I, Louie and I, we've been reaching out as well to like the realtor associations because, you know, a lot of women realtors and even male realtors, they've gone in the past, they're still doing it now where they go on their own to show a home. And we've seen it in our business where, you know, a lot of the, fe well, not a lot, but several female realtors have been you know, attacked, yeah. yeah, assaulted, killed and stuff. And I know that if they just knew, you know, some key self-defense things, they could definitely, you know, survive. Um, but yeah. yeah, yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's important. I feel that, uh, that all women should, you know, everyone in general should, should uh, learn some, some sort of self-defense and stuff. So I'm really for it. Yep. I mean, I can't, I can't speak for, I can't speak for Victor here, but I volunteer if you need a wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> do you live uh, in Merced County? Or I'm do, sorry? You, do you live in Sunnyville or do you live in Merced County? In Merced, I've been, uh, well, right before the COVID thing, I was actually traveling two hours, three times a week to the craft zone. Yep. So two hours that way and two hours back. <laughs> I, did, I did have a teammate at AKA who lives in Modesto was doing the same thing and I always tell him wow like even I want to be able to I probably would be late every class if I was like two hours away yeah and, and then like I noticed like you know it's all about the journey just like yeah there's, there's people that go that go to AKA that are from around the world you know uh -huh. top place that people train there 
I've seen, I met people from other countries that go there. I met people, they just like go there and stay like two weeks there, then they go back to the towns. And, and yeah, it's, it's, I like it, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, the one in San Jose, or yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh -huh. yeah I, I remember. The San Jose one or, or Thailand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, no, it's it is. It's about the journey and and then how motivated whether you really like doing it and stuff like that. I mean, I would like I said, I would drive and then do my two hour workouts and then come right back home. I'd be getting home at midnight, you know, 12, one o'clock in the morning. By the time I get to bed in the next day, go back to work, you know, and then <laughs> so but yeah. it, it's the crop zone has been like a second family. Uh, from when I first started, you know, and the, the guys that I met there and stuff, and they're still there. And uh, and then new people that I met again, you know, like. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's been great. I mean, it, it has grown quite a bit. You know, there were a lot more women now, whereas when I first started, there was probably like four of us, four women. And, um, you know, eventually after a few years we started seeing more women and stuff but um yeah i got to do a lot of training with with the guys <laughs> got beat up and then i learned how to beat up people and <laughs> yeah well, so so the only guys that are still remaining there is shlomi and travis and mark guy guy guy, guy. The only, since tomer left and mark yeah. is still there that too so yeah, yeah. But like from the original group, um, because there's, so there's Dahl, yeah, Dahl Gamal, um, and then we have Guy, we have Travis, and then we had Tomer until recently, and then Shlomi. And um, yeah, and, and then Victor Melamed, he was one of the kind of the originals there too. I remember, uh, I know him. Yeah. And then Shaha, of course. Oh, Shaha, yeah. Yeah, Shaha, she, he's a he's a great partner. He was my uh, <laughs> he was my my BJJ partner. <laughs> when you say great, I I think I have a few bruises somewhere on my body that say otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't provoke him. That you cannot. <laughs> I, I I love watching when he, when especially when he trained with um with other guys that, that they're like, okay, I'm going to go all in. And, you know, you know, he's a pretty <laughs> passive guy, you know, he's yeah. a back. But when you, when you rub it the wrong way, the guy, you know, Shah is just like, all right, I'm done with you. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> you know? That's what happened to me once. I, well, I accept, I accept, I asked permission if I can do that. And it's like, next thing I knew I was on the ground with one hand in the air. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Now he was great because he actually worked with me and we worked the, um, you know, the different uh, situations, the different uh, techniques and stuff like that. So he, you know, obviously he's, you know, three times my size and stuff, but he at least let me flow, you know, flow. He's, your size. he's like four times the size of me and I'm like slightly bigger <laughs> than you. So I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> But no, they, they were all great partners. Um, yeah, th uh, there's, I just remember Ron, Ron Gabriel. I don't know if you yeah, ever met him. He was uh, one of the original guys as well, too. And of course, he's in Israel now and everything. But yeah. he, I, I used to.
to train a lot of BJJ with them and then Guy as well too. And yeah, um, yeah it's just, it's a great place. It's a yeah, great I place remember, too. I remember my first uh, class after the trial class, um, I got paired up with, oh, what's his name? Isaac, who was a green belt <laughs> at the time and I was a white belt. Uh -huh. No, no, uh -huh. it gets worse. It gets worse for me. Remember <laughs> Derek? Yes. He was a brown belt. I got paired up with both of them. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to die here. I get everything else. <laughs> yeah. Well, my first class, uh, I, I had just had my son uh, okay. five months before. So oh. I just had my second child five months. I actually had gallbladder surgery three months before. And I reached out to Shlomi. I said, okay, I don't know if you remember me, but I want to do this. I want to go check it out. So the whole family went. He told me where to go. It was Louis, my daughter, my son, in his car seat and myself. And we sat through the whole hour, the, the hour. I didn't participate. I just, I wanted to watch with my family as well, too. And they had um, grappling during that time and I was like okay I told my husband it's like you come to this class and you're like oh nice to meet you now let's get personal you know yeah. because BJJ you're like right in there right <laughs> yep. but it I was like all right uh you know Shlomi after the class came and said so what do you think and I was like I'll be here tomorrow and he's like oh but you haven't tried it I was like no that's fine I, I saw what what I wanted to see. I said, I just have to do it at my own pace. Cause like right. I said, I just had gallbladder surgery, baby just born, you know? So it was my- You were, it's safe to assume you were sore. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, and he said, yeah, no, it's your journey. It's up to you. You take your own, you know, at your own pace. And I started at my own pace and soon enough I got back into shape where you know, I don't know if you've ever noticed, but I'm pretty competitive. So, so when once I got into shape, what's wrong with the word pretty? <laughs> so, <laughs> so once once I got in there, I was like, all right, I can do this, and now I can really, you know, learn how to be aggressive and and strong as well too. Because CrossFit, Travis, in in his classes. Those were um, some of my favorites as well too. Getting back yeah. into shape through through profit and Travis was awesome. I still remember my uh, first time in that fit class. Like, so at the time, this was like years ago, five years ago, where I was like, I, I wrestled for most of my life, played football, you know, like the athlete of the year kind of. And you played game. rugby. And I played rugby too. Through yeah. Shot point, like, through shot point high school, you know, like I was basically like this really good uh, athlete. Took one class of Travis and sat in my bed for like three days. Thinking, what, what the hell happened? Uh, get moved. Yeah, no, that, no, I, I remember that. But you know what? I loved working, doing those, those workouts. Right. So my routine at the beginning was always CrossFit, um, Kramaga, right. and then BJJ. So I always did three hours three hours every, you know, I get off work. It's like, sorry, I'm done. I'm leaving, you know, so at least three hours. I did that probably for about three years. 
like yeah. a three hour every every day, every day. And, and no, we're talking about pre-COVID, not currently. Yeah, pre-COVID. Pre-COVID, way back when. <laughs> yes, yes. So it's, um, yeah, it was, it was awesome. It was awesome. And, you know, I still try and uh, keep up with the, the CrossFit. I do a lot of the, the um, uh, workouts and stuff from CrossFit. So um, I, I'm, I'm still doing pretty good. <laughs> still doing pretty good. <laughs> so speaking about martial arts, did you see the last UFC or are you going to watch the UFC today, to later on tonight? I did it. Uh, well, I watched some of the highlights um you know from the last UFC I, I haven't watched I, um, I think I like practicing it more than I like watching it because I, I hate I hate the when they start getting all bloody <laughs> you know and both the women and the and the and the, the men's side and stuff but I mean it's pretty intense um my favorite female is cyborg as you can see behind me I was gonna say, I, I was gonna say, really? I thought your favorite, <laughs> favorite female fighter was uh, Shevchenko, where yeah, Ron has a crush on her. So. I, so, just a quick thing: I have a big, huge crush on Valentina Shevchenko. I'm like totally honest. Let me put it this way: if I had a chance to date her, I would like date her so fast and worth it. I mean, like, explain how fast it would be. <laughs> well. Uh, Tomer's favorite uh, was Ronda Rousey for a really long time. That was yeah. his favorite, you know, and I don't know, it just ever since I, I came across like the female world of, of MMA and stuff, Cyborg was one that, that caught my attention. And I've actually, I don't know if you know, Victor, but I've actually uh, been able to train with her a couple of times. I've gotten to go to two of her camps. So it's been pretty cool. I've gotten to meet Lots her. I've actually been in the same area with her and stuff and trained. And um, uh, we've actually, I got to meet Gabby Garcia. She's like the all time, you know, BJJ gold and winner and stuff. Yes. And then Mia St. John boxer. She's a, she, she's a former world champion. Sabina Maso, she's an upcoming UFC fighter from Colombia um, and several other, other women and stuff. So. So it's been it's been really cool. cool I think it's awesome. I think it's awesome to train with pros because at one point I did train with pros at AK. I trained with Khabib and uh, DC oh, right. and Kane. Luke Rockwell was in Florida, so I didn't really get to see him much. Uh -huh. But it was pretty it's pretty like intense. And one thing that got my attention was how Khabib worked out. Yeah, yeah. I never seen I never really seen like an athlete in person in person worked so hard like how Khabib did. Yeah, yeah. Like, I knew when his fight was announced with Connor, I didn't know Connor was going to lose because Connor is a brown belt in jiu-jitsu and Khabib yeah. uh, destroys world-class wrestlers, like yeah. even like black belt jiu-jitsu. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just incredible how he trained because of his sambo background. I think it's the reason why he, been, he became so dominant. Yeah, yeah, especially against strikers, he did pretty well against Connor. Did pretty well against Justin Gage in his last fight, and um, I think it's awesome to, to train with. Like I said, it's like awesome to train with UFC champions and and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I do. I do have a friend that's who was training at AK at one point. 
he's, he lives in San Diego. He just uh, took a picture with uh, Adesanya. He's down in San Diego. Nice, nice. Yeah. Alexis Davis, she's also a female UFC fighter, MMA, and she actually went to the Prov Zone, and I got to train with her as well. You know, her. Her um, ex-husband, Flavio Meyer, was um, one of our coaches there for a while, one of our professors. Um, and so he, she came in there one time and, and I got to work. I got to roll with her, <laughs> which was really cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I believe, I believe also Krabsman at one point in, invited uh, Tara. Yeah. Um, yeah, Kyle Tara. Yeah. Yeah. Not one time, but multiple times. Yeah, yeah. and I never and I never was one and I never attended, but I I have met him in person a couple of times when uh when my coach was um um was competing at fight to win, uh-huh. and uh and Tara was sitting right next to us and we were all talking to him because like he's also a pretty fun guy to talk to about yeah. stuff. He's an 11 time world champ. Yeah, especially. Oh, I, thought, I, thought, I think he's 12 time. I thought Tara was he, like 14. I, no, I think he's 12 time. I think he's 12 time. He's 12 now? Okay. So. Yeah. Uh, wow. Who's the internet? <laughs> <laughs> and I've seen, and I've seen, um, like, you know, I met him there and, uh, when you go to fight to win events, you never know who you're going to see there. I have friends that took pictures with Nate Diaz over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's some like professional UFC fighters there, and or Bellator, or yeah. But yeah, you're you're right. It's twelve. It's twelve (laughs) now. Wow. That's pretty pretty intense for for a guy that does jujitsu most of his life. Yeah. Yeah. I think and, he's also he's also very fun to to watch. I think yep. in the matches, like I've seen his matches on Fight to Win. I've seen his highlights on YouTube, and it's like really fun guy to watch. He's also yeah, really he's a, yeah. No, he's a really cool, very humble guy. You know his um his gym is there in in San Jose as well too. And yeah. stuff. Um, next to the but, Shark Tank, next to the where the sharks play. Yeah, sure. near that area. Yeah. 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 So Krav, the Krav Zone is affiliated with the Kyotera Association. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, he's a, he's a really cool guy. Really cool guy. Um, I've met him a couple of times from the training sessions that we've had there. And then when we lived in San Jose, my son actually was training in the kids side at the Kyotera gym and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I constantly saw the black belts training there like <laughs> What are you guys doing? They're like all twisted and stuff, but they were. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty cool, very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, that's basically how I felt after going up against Tomer the first time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tomer just dances on top of people. Yeah. You know, it's just like when you think you have him down here, he's on top of you, and you're like, "How did you do that?" <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, I'm gonna miss. I'm gonna miss Tomer though. He, yeah. he also helped me a lot, and uh, Cropzone. I'll say Cropzone was a very good place for me to learn. That's where I met Naran, and with Naran, technically, uh, we became kind of like bros. 
ever Brothers, since yeah. day one, since day one. Yeah, I remember uh, that. Yeah, after even after training after class, we were talking about what are we gonna do this weekend or what are you gonna do this weekend? And it's Naran's typical Naran always says, I'm gonna study. <laughs> Definitely was his answer. I'm just gonna study, gotta finish my school, gotta finish your yeah, yeah. At the time, but <laughs> it was fun. Yeah. I miss those days. It was fun just talking outside the gym and like you know. Stuff. Yeah, you know that that's that was that, that's why I said that um, the crop zone was kind of like my second home, my second family because you know it's Friday night and everyone's at the gym. You know, everybody was at the gym instead of like yeah, I'm getting ready to go party or whatever and stuff. So Friday, Saturday, you know, you have us all there, and it, it, it was uh, like a social thing, you know, where we wanted to be there. You know, again, all pre-COVID, um, <laughs> but it's it, and, and we had that like support, that moral support from each other, and you know, and it just we had a lot of, I think, a lot of it was that we had that drive, that commonality, you know, that right. interest in learning more, you know, which which I have learned so much, you know, from. Uh, from since I started doing that. I mean, I started training, you know, 10 years ago, martial arts. I didn't start when I was a kid or anything like that. I was actually a cross country and basketball player at high school and college. I did, I did soccer and, uh, and I played a little bit of football. Then, uh, then I went to MMA since like 2008, I believe. Uh -huh. I was actually training in San Francisco and the team in San Francisco called Dragon House. And then I went to Kravza. Then I did AK, and then since COVID happened, uh, can't really train at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Especially since, like, I believe Santa Clara County is shutting down gyms, restaurants, I think. Yeah, again. yeah they're going back to the whole purple tier and stuff like that, yeah. yeah. And uh, and for me, a lot of people say they, they train virtually, but I'd rather just train in person better. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, the the... I, you know, I know a lot of people agree just like you right now. Um, mm -hmm. When it comes to martial arts, I mean, you can, you can train, practice the techniques and all that stuff mm -hmm. on your own, but it's not like training with, with a partner, you yeah. know, you, you have to feel that hit, you know, you have to feel how the movement is done. You know, you can't just pretend all the time, you know? Yeah. <laughs> So, um, like my husband, I use him uh, in, in a lot of situations, and uh, he he knows uh, uh, that he has to tap right away. You know, um, uh, you know my, my favorite stupid. move, huh? I said, don't be stupid and not tap. <laughs> yeah, if you feel something's gonna break or something's yeah. gonna fall in the socket, tap out. You're not gonna get away from that. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Now, my my favorite move. I I don't know um, if you ever heard of this, Niran, but um, uh, it's the guillotine. It's like the guillotine. And it's, it I don't know, it's just, I try, you know, and, and I would go for other moves and all that stuff. But you know, when someone gives you the neck, it's like, it's right there, you know? It's like, take it right there. And it, it's, 
it's all, it was always that, you know, they always knew, okay, Maria, no, I, I, you know, and then they would leave the neck exposed and it's like, all right, got it. You, you know, you, you gave it to me. Always good to go, like, if you're someone's trying to tuck your neck, you go like this or uh-huh. trying to uh, cover it so they don't get it. But my uh-huh. favorite, I think it's also Naron's favorite. Uh, well, I have a few favorites. Guillotine, Americana, Kamara, American. Ameri- I mean, triangle, arm triangle choke, and uh, yeah. pretty much it. Yeah. yeah. My, my favorites would be the straight choke, the art, like the rear naked choke, leg locks. Leg locks are like my favorite. Bars. Knee bars too. <laughs> well, I, guy, just, I got a train on the, on the leg locks and those knee bars. I never really, I hate them. Knee bars are so, are so even, so sketchy to even learn yeah. to try it on people because i think people at aka train that and they get acls like oh crap got an acl right now yep. yeah that's coming from a guy who who uh busts his knee so many times he went he got knee surgery twice yeah, yeah I, like no, I mean it's dangerous it's dangerous yeah. especially if you're um if you're training with someone who is is a little too excited you know and, and yeah. not necessarily you, like working with you it's like all right work on this technique and everything but they get a little too excited and they're like oh you know it's like oh shit all right i'm out for the next you know six six weeks yeah (laughs) uh i had um man when i started of course especially doing the 360s all the bruises um uh, the uh the ribs, I had uh, ribs bruised and stuff. I had to go to the doctor to the hospital uh, a couple yeah, of times. Yeah. And uh, so that was interesting. Mm-hmm. My husband never went with me because <laughs> the question was always like, are you in a good relationship? Right. Uh, do you want to tell us anything? It's like, <laughs> no, I trained martial arts. It was a martial arts injury and this and that. And it's like, and, and you know, as, as a woman, as a female, we're asked, at the front desk, the nurse, the doctor, the radiologist. And then they ask us all over again. It's like, no, I was injured during training, during martial arts. I'm okay. I'm okay. <laughs> so yeah, it, it's, um, it's working with a good partner is the best thing, mm-hmm. you know, let them, let them know as well too. You know, I mean, you want to help out the new, the new people to give them some sort of instruction, but at the same time, you have to tell them, hey, 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 don't get too excited. You've got a long journey still usually, to do. Usually when I was training at AK, my coach, my jiu-jitsu coach, who's a former Bellator uh, title contender, Ron Kessler, was training me in jiu-jitsu. And then, like, sometimes we get new people in. Uh-huh. I'm like, I'm going to go wrestle that guy. And then Coach Ron just tells me, no, you're going to more experienced guys because you're going to wreck that guy. <laughs> so, so he tells yeah. me to go at least go against experienced guys because he knows since i have more experience i want to wreck that guy but you know that's the i think i like that a lot because i'm a humble guy too usually when i'm there training i'm never talking there's there's guys when we train I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna interrupt you right here and say that is number one bullshit <laughs> <laughs> well i got better I, honestly uh um at aka I, I went hard on i didn't really um hold back i really i didn't mostly hold back because in in high school i did a takedown actually he landed on his arm 
Oh, broke his arm. Oh, and, and I got kicked off the wrestling team. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because, you know, I felt bad, too. And then, like, like months later after he recovered, I, I gave him some, like, treats and, like, hang out with him and stuff. And, like, his his mom probably still hates me. But he had to get surgery for that arm. And, like, it felt bad. So, like, I kind of, like, you know, give him, um, you know, some, like, good stuff and hang out. Yeah, yeah. But... Uh, I mean, you learn from you learn from experience, but that that yeah. is true. That and, is true. Mm -hmm. And then uh, at AKA, I got some injuries. I broke my hand twice there. Oh. I got some broken. I I got my ribs hurt too, and um, got an LCL. Yeah. Not not an ACL, but it's an LCL, which is kind of like similar, but not as bad, I think. Yeah. And um, so those are the top injuries there, and I probably had a concussion once over there. They put you. They put you the training there like hardcore. And before they have like a swimming pool too, where you kind of do like setups, but you go. You're in the water, and you're someone's grabbing you like by the sides of the pool. You do sit-ups in the water, kind of like military style. Yeah, yeah. That's what they do over there. That's how. That's how they train. That's how they tough you up. And that's ever since I've done that, I've been a little bit more tough than I have been since since my first day at San Francisco's place uh -huh. and, my, and i believe my first actually I, my first my first place where i did martial arts was at a garage right and a friend says like you know it was judo that's where i did judo but then he got his studio i just don't know where he got it i forgot probably and then like i stopped and then like a few years later i went to uh san francisco with my dad he made me train there uh -huh. and it's a nice place to train it's just like commuting there uh, and it's in the city. And the traffic. Yeah, it's in the city. And then I joined Crowd Zone, then I joined AK. And then I'll say, Polly, you know, I'll say every team I was in were family to me. It's like every place yeah. I've been there have helped me so much. Like Naran, he helped me a lot too. And I helped him, I hope. And, yeah. uh, and AK was also a good place because, like, you know, I have like a father figure there, Coach Hobb. And and um and stuff so like you know you learn a lot like they become family like you said they become family yeah like, yeah more more than the soccer teams i was in i still consider mma people more my family more than the soccer teams. yeah let's go talk yeah, to more people yeah, yeah you, you do um in modesto because i was work i lived in modesto before we moved to merced and um I was training there at the at a BJJ where I mm -hmm. where I learned a bit on the gi side, and I was doing um, as at the Aries BJJ with uh, Samir Chantre and uh, Kashino, yeah. um, and they they were great too. You know the the group there and stuff. They're very competitive, very competitive because they are a, um, a competition team uh, gym and stuff. So that. They, they are part of that league where they go um, in, in IBGDF and Jiu-Jitsu World League, probably. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Samir and Kashino, they've done the F the F two BW something like that um, uh, competitions, and Samir as well too. And they've done the fight to win as well. Um, but yeah, yeah, they they're 
I learned a lot from that that group as well too right. as well and um I still you know um through the Instagram the social media and stuff stay in touch with a couple of them and mm -hmm. it just they were great people as well too I learned a lot yeah. I learned how to how to tape my fingers <laughs> because of the, the 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 you know holding the lapels and the belts and the everything and stuff it was it was uh, quite an experience like it it, I think I think also it's very fun to learn with the geese too when I was learning with the geese you could literally do the Ezekiel coat Ezekiel choke and some of my teammates that did it to me a lot and I just still even though I had a plan to like not avoid it he still got me yeah, <laughs> yeah. He still got me yeah. he's, uh -huh. he's a purple belt he's a purple belt <laughs> So, yeah. Maria, Maria, the next test for you, BJJ wise, is, is grappling against me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to go for that neck right away. <laughs> I don't know if you can do that. Um, the guillotine. To me. <laughs> I'll find a way. <laughs> there's a will, there's a way, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> so since we're still kind of speaking about MMA, is there? Any uh, predictions for tonight's UFC that you, you think is going to win tonight? Boy. Um, no, may the best man and best woman win. Okay. <laughs> I wish the luck. Uh, I, I know Naran's going to watch it. <laughs> yep. My, uh, my girlfriend's uh, fighting on the main card at the main event, so I have to. <laughs> Honestly, nice, I, nice. I, I honestly I think the girls' fight should be the main event because it will sell more. I think it will sell more if it was. Right. Yeah, yeah. Did you guys see the last Bellator fight with Cyborg? No. Uh, that's the one who Musasi and uh, Nima fought, like last weekend or last. No, week? uh, I think it was like. Three weeks to a month ago, the the Bellator with with Cyborg, um, and it, it was the main event. Um, can't remember the guy's main event who it was now, but um, you have to pull up the highlights for that one and just watch the way she it, she actually well she won, of course, but it was her first submission. All of her other fights have been knockouts. Okay. She just like knocked them out. And this was no, her first submission. I saw submission. the highlight. I saw the highlight. Yeah. Of that. yeah. It was her first submission, but damn, you know, and even that the her opponent to have gone the you know how far she, she went with it was like amazing. They were both pretty tough fighters, but um, cyborgs. Submission. Yeah, I mean, cyborg oh, trains oh. every day like she's gonna fight. She. Yeah. She never like relaxes or anything, you know. So that's that's crazy. That's awesome. She's in tip top shape. So if you call her tomorrow, she's ready. You know, she doesn't have to. Oh, give me six months to get back into. And it's like, nope, she's ready. Yeah. yeah. So since since you know Cyborg pretty well, um, <laughs> at least better than us, <laughs> let me put it that way. Um, obviously, she had a uh, controversial exit out of the UFC and. From Dana White, I think, right? Yeah. So, do you do you agree with how that happened, or she said like, or she should, or just? I know you may not be able to comment on this, but here's what are your thoughts? Well, I mean, I know that it, it, 
like you said, I don't necessarily or can comment, you know, a lot about it. But the, the fact is, is that there had already been, you know, some uh, discord there already, you know, the way Dana White uh, treats a lot of the fighters, you know, yeah. um, and, you know, for her to be the main event, the best, you know, pound to pound fighter and stuff. And it just, I don't know, there was, there was always, uh, you know, some controversy there with him, you know, so it's, but Bellator, you know, the, the, promotion. but yeah, you know, they, they've got the, the weight class for her as well too, where, you know, they wanted her to fight in UFC at 135, you know, she's gone down to the 135, but, you know, she is pure muscle. She at yes. 170, She's pure muscle, and then to have to lose 35 pounds of that? Back up, back up, back up, back up, back up. You said she's 170, this yoke? Well, no, 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 like as pure muscle, like before, I don't know if you've seen her documentary as well, too. It's like when when um, there's a documentary on her and how she had to lose that 35 pounds to get to the 135 and stuff. But regardless of what... what um, weight she's in i mean she's all pure muscle and stuff right now and now the bellator um site that they have is at 145 she doesn't have to lose that additional 10 pounds you know right. so, it's, so it's crazy but the ufc is 135 that's where they wanted her to fight in at 135 if i'm right. correct I, but i thought she was in the featherweight ca uh, category wasn't like mistaken uh -huh. And I know, I know, um, Nunez before, or when she was, I know she was the band, or was and still is the bandweight queen, had to go up a weight class in order to fight Cyborg. And obviously, we all know how that ended. So, yeah, I, I mean, her only losses have been to Nunez, basically, you know. Um, but no, I, I mean, she, in order to meet the, the UFC guidelines that's, or standards or weight class. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was pretty crazy. It was pretty yeah. crazy. But that does to the, the, the body. But, the, you know, it, it's it's crazy. Crazy. Yeah, I just, so, yeah, yeah. She, had to, like, she had to come down to, like, the 145 category. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Class. That's still a, a lot of weight to lose in, like, that much amount of time. And Weight cutting sucks. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. that hurts I, me. More dangerous than the fight, actually. I, yeah. I, I don't know if you, but before Cravzone started competing in some of the other uh, tournaments and stuff, Ron Guy and I and Russell, mm -hmm. Russell the, the Rooster Bennett, something like that. Um, he, he's another guy from Cravzone. Yeah. We actually participated in a couple of the uh, submission only tournaments from the Gracie in San Jose. Nice. And, and um, we, I had to make sure that I was under 135. So I, I had to like during the training I, and, and the other guys too, we all had to make sure we were, we were, you know, eating healthy, we were training, we were, you know, so yeah, yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, I've, I've <laughs> never had to cut weight in my life. I mean, going back to like wrestling days, I was always like, go to the heavyweights, that's all. I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, F it. I'm, I'm too tired of cutting weight. I don't need to 
drop a weight class or anything. So I was like, I'll just take in the heavyweights. <laughs> yeah, no, no, cutting weight is definitely it, it, it's hard. It's, it's no, hard fun, no fun either. No, no, a lot of people complain. Yeah, oh, yeah, and then obviously a lot of athletes and people are like, damn, I missed it by that much. <laughs> Yeah. yeah yeah and then it, obviously they they train so hard and now they can't you know they can't um fight you know whatever the fight is or the event is and stuff like that and you know it's it's crazy it's so devastating especially like even in in, in high school you know it's high school is the time where um you know both uh you know guys and girls are are stretching you know they're they're getting taller so they are gonna unfortunately gain some weight in that sense you know but now they have to offset it with the okay well you're five inches taller now you're going to have to lose so much more weight in order to uh, it's it's crazy it's crazy I mean I've seen some of the, the wrestlers like when I was in high school and even my daughter's friends that were doing wrestling it's like yeah no I can't I would not be able to do that <laughs> on a regular basis no Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's uh, that's um, the the martial arts life, I guess. <laughs> that's our world. <laughs> yeah. but, and Iran, are you gonna compete next year? Either uh, or I'm. I would like to compete in no in uh, some nogi BJJ. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, hold on. Earlier this year. Uh, in grappling industries, I earlier this year, I think earlier this year, I went to, I took, uh, I was in the grappling industries tournament mm-hmm. in San Jose, oh, yeah. and I got third place. Nice. Nice. very yeah. good. Yeah, it was my first yeah, tournament, sure. and it was my first tournament yeah, you ever. Told me, you actually told me about this one, I think. Yeah, like, and, and literally, like, I was even in the show for the first week after winning this medal. Oh, for the first week, I was like, I was in the shower with it. I was like, at Crosno <laughs> with it. Like, I didn't take it off for like a week. Probably when you walk, instead of walking a dog, you probably walk with that thing. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. That's cool. Very good. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And uh, I was actually the small, I was the second shortest guy in the weight. I was in the heavyweights as normal. I was the small, second shortest guy. In the weight class, and I was the lightest guy. <laughs> weight class. Weight wow. class. The second, the second lightest was sixty pounds heavier than me. Wow. And the, the third <laughs> lightest guy was like hundred and twenty pounds heavier than me. What? Yeah. This was basically like two fifty and up. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> and the funny thing is that the. Uh, the funny thing is, the three lightest guys took first, second, and third respect or in the in the division. Nice, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't. There's also I just don't remember what year it is, but there's also one Kyle Terra. You know, we were talking yeah. to him about him earlier. Yeah. He there's a video of him where he went in the absolutes. Oh God. And oh, it, God. The, the guy that he was up against, huge tall heavyweight basically guy and uh kyle terra is what five seven five eight you know and 
and uh, he he was just all over the guy standing up, and Kyle's like has himself all wrapped. Up. It, it, it's amazing. It's amazing. But yeah, he compete. He's competed in the past in the absolutes. It's just amazing. Amazing. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> I've been kind of thinking about returning at least to do one more match of jiu-jitsu next year once uh, pants are allowed or people are allowed in. Right. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes because like, I'm kind of looking forward to compete for, for AK next year. See how that goes. But I, in order to do that, I have to be in camp and train. And right now, like, you know, gyms are closed. You can't really train. But Right, right. But I just wish, I just wish there's no such thing as COVID. Yeah, I think a lot of people, a lot of people, you know, we, a lot of people that know that exist, you know, unfortunately, we, we all hope and it's just, it's something that it's not a local thing, you know, it's a global thing. And, yeah. um, you know, we just have to stay safe and, and not only stay safe for our safety, but for others as well, too, especially if we have loved ones that are in, you know, in the right. yeah. Yeah, and those categories that are, um, you know, it's more dangerous for them, you know. Right. And I, I don't know about you guys, but I know I do. I have my in-laws, you know, I have uh, sisters who have cancer and stuff and just uh, a bunch of different things, you know. And, and just the thought of it, you know, of getting that and not being able to breathe, you know, even though you recover, that's just, no, that's, that's pretty yeah. scary. I mean, I hate getting sick. Now to get something where it's like three, four times worse than that, it's like yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, it's not. I, I, I'm, so. a, I'm a pass on that. <laughs> I have to get, I have to get tested. Uh, whenever I go to Woodside, the house. Mm -hmm. Woodside. My parents live in Woodside. I live in Redwood City, and mm -hmm. I have to get since I hang out with friends, I have to get tested uh, once regularly before I go see them. Yeah, 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 and it's, it's, we, we definitely, we try and, and do just like the essential, you know, grocery shopping and stuff, and then if we're meeting up with anyone, we kind of, you know, see the, what, what kind of activities they've done, and, you know, stay separate, uh, you know, things like that, so yeah, we mm -hmm. definitely try and, and follow all the rules, and I mean, you know, we were hoping on my side of the family, I have a huge family. We're hoping to get together for Thanksgiving, but that's not going to happen. You know, it would have been less. I, just, like, I think I, I think I speak for everyone when, say, when I say, I'm, I'm going to take the L on that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, we, when we get together, there's a minimum of 60 people, you know, so the whole three households. Yeah, that's like, that's like a tenth of my family. <laughs> I, I know. Um, I know. <laughs> but you guys have like extended and extended, extended relatives, you know? <laughs> I mean, but I mean, there's a joke in my family saying like, whenever I get married, at least 3,000 people will show up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Those are just the people who you invited. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I think I was in the East, East Coast and I was actually in a hotel in New York, and I believe there was a an Indian couple getting married. It was like a wedding, and they <laughs> celebrated like it was like New Year's. Yeah. yeah. 
And it's a whole week celebration, though. Yeah. That is true. My it's a whole week. A week. Yeah. yeah. It's a whole week. Um, so that, well, I'm kind of bringing it back to the mortgage world. <laughs> <laughs> the company that I work, work at, the owners are actually Punjabi. Oh, and, God. Um, so they, I know where this uh, is going. I know exactly where this is going. Well, no, just the, the, talking about the, the weddings and all that stuff, it's, um, they had, you know, again, pre-COVID thing, um, they would say, okay, we're going to go to a wedding, and I was like, oh, that's cool, you know, when is it going to be? Oh, it's, uh, it starts Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and I'm like, what? Like, yes. huh? <laughs> you know, it's like, and then Sunday's the reception, it's like, What? <laughs> like, you know, so it, it's it's pretty interesting. I, I've learned a lot of the culture. Um, I've learned a lot of uh, uh, Indian food and stuff. Um, so it's it's been it's been pretty cool. It's been pretty cool getting to know the family and then uh, the clients. Oh boy, I got a lot of sins. I got a lot of cars, and the names all sound the same. <laughs> so yep, yep. But um, and like I said, going back to the mortgage side here, uh, just again, letting everybody know that as far as we do all the products, I can help from fixed rates to adjustables to jumbos to conventional oh. to veterans, VA loans, everything. So <laughs> well, I know, I think we might've touched on this a little bit, but like how has COVID changed your job at all? Well, it's a lot of the wholesale lenders, like the retail lenders, um, had to change, you know, update their policies. Right. And, and it's uh, virtual too. What's that? And it's also virtual. Like Yeah. So a lot of it has, has been, you know, where a lot of times we met with the clients in person, you know, now it's been more online, you know, and the phone. Uh, I'm sending you the application any of these forms just go ahead and sign them you know do everything electronic so COVID yeah has uh, that whole contactless um, situation um, you know even the notaries uh, there are California unfortunately it's not approved yet but a lot of states went to the um, you know uh, virtual closing e-closing where they don't have to like Signed with the original signatures, but it's approved to be signed electronically. All right. the notary documents and stuff. Um, but it's still, I mean, the the housing market is still booming. You can say, you know, it's a it's a seller's market right now. Um, so yeah, the my, value. My parents just bought another house, and they're probably thinking about moving on to Pebble Beach. Oh, nice, nice. Wow. Yeah. So it's like. Um, yeah, you, the values are still pretty strong. Right. And, and of course, um, the buyers, it's, you know, unfortunately, a lot of people have been affected with unemployment. Right. Some of the essential businesses, especially like the doctors, nurses in the health world, you know, they've, they've been doing great in the sense as far as income, although they're on the front lines because of COVID. Um, so we do see a lot of in those fields that are um, able to now purchase homes and things like that, you know. Nice. So it's it's a plus, but it's a negative because again the whole frontline work. But the the lenders did have to you know update policies, 
right. even like during the fires in California, they had to update those policies as well too. You know, so unfortunately, yeah. Mother Nature. That caused a lot of other issues too. Yep. 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 Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So. But. Um, I think we covered everything. All right. Um, um, I wanted to, I, I don't have any other questions. Do you, do you have any other questions or things you want to talk about? Me? Yeah, you. Uh, I think we're good for now. All right. Um, I want. Sorry, Marie. You want to say anything? Hey, any sorry. If if you have any, if you have any friends or family or you know anybody who's looking to purchase a refinance, you know, have them give me a call. Um, is it okay to give my number? I was going to ask you where people okay. can find you if you have any questions. Okay. <laughs> apparently, someone here is jumping the gun a little bit. Oh. <laughs> Just saying. Okay. Right. <laughs> uh, I, I, I guess I already know all the questions, you know. That yeah. <laughs> and by the way, much. by the way, to everyone who's watching us on YouTube and listening to us wherever podcasts are sold, this was not planned at all. It just happened. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you can contact me at um, phone number cell number is the best contact number and it's 408 area code 355-0511 uh, you can email me maria m-a-r-i-a at lendingassets.com mm -hmm. l-e-n-d-i-n-g-a-s-s-e-t-s dot com and uh, for those of you who are watching us on YouTube, check the description box for our contact information as well. Might help if you, in case you missed something. Um, but as always, uh, I want to thank Sparsoap. Sparsoap is a sponsor for not only this channel, but my own personal YouTube channels. Um, Sparsoap is a soap organic soap company. Um, it is made by, believe it or not, one of our master, one of our instructors. <laughs> Um, and uh, Maria can definitely vouch for that. Um, it's a, it's a, like I said, an organic soap company. If you're like us who are part-time warriors in the martial arts or you like lifting, or even if you're like at the top of your game in the NFL or one of these top performing athletes, keeps you clean, keeps you safe, uh, helps fight against ringworm and a bunch of other things. Um, I personally use it. So yeah, it's I can definitely vouch for how good it works and actually um, yeah, highly recommend it to anyone who is, like I said, any athlete of any kind. Um, check out, check them out at sparsoap.com. I think that's the website. Or if you're on YouTube, it'll be in the description box down below. And as always, have a good one. See you in the next video. Peace.